welcome to the Game Agenda, the podcast where four gay guys bring board games out of the closet and onto the table. I'm Matt. I'm Kevin. I'm Larry. And I'm Ben. So on today's episode, we're going to be talking about uh, Gaia Project, uh, the new Z-Man game that is basically Terra Mystica 2. Uh, Electric Boogaloo. Electric Boogaloo, set in space. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, let's talk about what games we've been playing this week. So Ben, how about you? What have you been playing? Um, I have been playing Santa Maria, which is mm. um, a really cool new game. I think I may have mentioned it in the past. I think I have. Is I don't this know. the spreadsheet game? I'm well, you know, yes. all my games are spreadsheet games. <laughs> it's the spreadsheet. Okay, it's the columns and rows game. This yeah, is this is actually rows. a column and rows. Um, it's a really clever small euro where basically you have a little tableau. It's got a really wonderful theme of colonialization. You know, that's just so like it's it's not problematic at all. The good news is it's not immersive. <laughs> so yes. while there's a theme, you at least aren't feeling as though you're abusing <laughs> exactly. the colonies. That is now the quickest we have gotten to <laughs> that topic. Let's not start <laughs> that. Let's not start that yet. <laughs> no, but um, but I mean, basically, yes, you are a colonist arriving somewhere. I, I think you may be in like some sort of general South American place because there are conquistadors involved. Um, and uh, you are, you're colonizing. But really, what the game is, is, is a very uh, neat puzzle of uh, you have a board and there are these Tetris pieces that you can buy a la Patchwork or Feast for Odin or Tetris. <laughs> um, and <laughs> <laughs> You don't buy them in Tetris. You don't though. buy them. They just descend onto yes. you. And your colony is like, no! But, um, uh, but <laughs> basically... Uh, you put them out on your board, um, and all the pieces have these these spots on them that can give you things like gems or corn, not corn, wheat or or wood or or things like that. Or you can pray, and the way you activate these spots is either you can pay money to activate them, or you can use dice. And if you use dice, you can activate like a whole row of them or a whole column. Um, and everyone is sort of doing all the stuff all together in a sense where like, you know, do I want I I can get that three die and activate four of my spots. But if I spend my wood and my, my, if I spend two wood now, I can buy another space and then I can do the die and get an even bigger thing. And if I do the bigger thing, then I'll be able to have the resources to do this thing. But if I buy the spot before I activate, then Larry might activate it. Uh, it really does sound like an Excel spreadsheet. It is, it is. like, <laughs> it is, Actually, I, I think I blacked out while you were yeah, explaining that. I'm I, I sorry. I think I did too. I think I'm in a fugue For those state. of you who are still awake. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh. Um, I, anyway. I played it with Ben, and it's okay. It's, you know, it's a spreadsheet game, and it doesn't feel like a spreadsheet game. It feels like a dice rolling dice kind of that sounds it's actually, game. It's actually like, it's a, they're not actually a huge amount of rules, and the decisions you have to make are very challenging. It's puzzly. I agree with Ben. It's, it's more of a puzzle. I mean, it is the theme. It's 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 a puzzle game. It is up straight up a puzzle game, and as a puzzle, it's a really intelligent, yeah. interesting puzzle. I and I it. played it a few times. I en- I enjoyed it too, and I think I thought it was a good two player game, Larry. That I we agreed. had. Yeah, yeah. It was How fun. How many does it play? Up to four. I've actually only played it two players. I've played mm-hmm. it a few times two players. I bet at four players it becomes really competitive because. You know, there is probably more of like, everyone's going after those pieces that they can, those Tetris pieces, and all of a sudden prioritizing becomes probably more a big competition. Well, we are just going to have to find out that oh, we'll to to track <laughs> and that sort of thing too. Yeah, exactly. There's because there are a bunch of tracks you can go up, and whoever's first gets these points, and then there's. Ugh. Speaking though of kind of grids and Tetrisy things, yes. I had an opportunity to play Cursed Court, which also has a grid, but it's more like tic tac toe, and in this game. Uh, 
everybody around the table is given a certain number of cards that they look at with the people who are sitting next to them. And then you have a series of four rounds of betting where you're using chips to bet on these tic-tac-toe spaces or some kind of combination of them. Are like, you actually playing tic-tac-toe? No, they each each space, <laughs> it's, it's a grid of three by three. So it looks like a tic-tac-toe board, but each space has like a, a picture of a queen, a, 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 a priestess, a, a, I don't know, a, a rogue. And um, depending on what the cards are, you then look kind of see if there's a poker hand that's kind of dealt out that has, for example, like the queen, the king, and a prince. And if that's, mm -hmm. you know, those three cards are out and you bet on those three, which happen to be in a row, you would score points. So the, the neat thing about this game is you only have a limited number. You only know a limited number of the cards that are out dealt out to everybody. Mm -hmm. So I would know like two cards that nobody else knows. And I'm trying to then bet on the board to get the most space, to get the most points, and everybody else also only knows two cards. So I'm trying to figure out, okay, well, Kevin bet here. So that likely means that card's in play. So Well, and the fun thing is, like, there's never a time where you know something and no one else knows it. There's always at least one other person who knows some of what you know. Mm. So some kind then, of, like, tic-tac hold'em. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then when, you, when you bet, uh, I can knock off other people's bets if I'm willing to pay more than them. So you have a limited mm. number of chips and then... You know, that's out. And then after four rounds, it scores and you play it three times. And so Curse Court, you know, is the game. It was a lot of fun. It I was, saw you it was guys neat. playing this game and it looked really interesting with like the stacks of things. You're like stacking up your crowns and yeah. things like that all over the board. The nice colors, the the kind of the top of the stacks is these like really sharp looking kind of crown so things. So it's not a and social because for some reason when you pulled it out I thought it was going to be like a social deduction game. It's a deduction game but it's not a social deduction oh, game. Probably, I love deduction I do games. like deduction. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, well speaking of so what I got to play this week I'm sorry I'm totally butting in hmm. was a bunch of deduction games. Oh. It, was, it was a night of deduction which I love. That's Wait my most let me see thing. if I can guess which ones. You're not going to guess but go. Oh, well, I need Alchemists. A nope. Um... Uh, this is another deduction sure, game right now. I, I know that was the joke, but now you actually called me on it. Now we actually have to do it. <laughs> Wait, you were Sherlock you were and Watson? Nope, Sherlock Watson Holmes. and Holmes. Oh. So one of them was Watson and Holmes, which I do love. If you haven't played the game, try it out. It's um, a version. Like if you've played Sherlock Holmes Detective or Agency, um, uh, whatever, no, whatever it's called, that longer title, yeah, Detective, Detective at Arms, something, whatever. There's uh, about not fourteen Sherlock Holmes I know. games. It's the one. So... It's the Consulting Detective. That's consulting, the, consulting Detective one, which is the big like. That's you have the to read, read the through a book, mm -hmm. choose a location to go to. So what Watson and Holmes is, is like a kind of deconstruction of that, where it's, again, the same idea. It's not cooperative. It's competitive, where you're all trying to figure out this murder first by visiting all these different locations. Is this the card-based yes. one with the big cards and you read the cards with the information yes. on them? I am terrible at this game but it's delightful and it is so fun because it's a bit of a chase it's not it's a weird mm. thing is to it, have this kind of deductive game that's not cooperative once you play it once can you play it again yes there's different um but you can't play the same there's story several scenarios yeah if you play the you same story obviously yeah, yeah. just it's, like the other Sherlock, a lot of the sherlock it's a lot like, like this yeah where you have different missions in it speaking of a similar thing one of the other games we played was this game Wait, was called what sherlock and what this is watson and, holmes. Watson, watson, watson and holmes we'll get back to watson and fascinating yeah back to because it was definitely my favorite. But we also played another game called Deadline from WizKids. Oh, I've seen the box. It's got this like old Pulp Fiction kind of art yes, on it. Yes, it's like a 1950s-ish kind of mm -hmm. thing. And again, that has different missions. And the idea is it's a card game at first where you as a group cooperatively are trying to 
get those sources, the information from the sources. And you have to do something very simple like collect this this icon and this icon to play it. So it, first you're playing, you're like, this isn't a deduction game at all. Mm. But what it does is that first stage is you're unlocking as much information as you can. If you can't get it all unlocked, you don't have that information to try huh. and make your then deduction mm. at the end. So then it turns into a discussion of like, well, who do we think did it and why? The, like Sherlock, it's questions. It's like, can you answer this question, mm-hmm. this question, this question? So that one was interesting, but it, it took us a moment to get used to the idea that it was two separate games first get your info then make the deduction right. and then we also played um one of my favorite things was those unlock ex- escape rooms you know the card mm-hmm. game ones i love those could play them all day long i hope they keep making them that's a wa- wonderful yeah but back to watson and holmes yes so watson and holmes is a really nice version of that sherlock holmes consulting detective but in a competitive format and in a more i I think easy bite in the fact that you're just all the information is on a few cards like you go to a location and you read about that location 12 cards or something and they're all different locations and each round only one person gets to go to each location so you basically choose a location and then other people can sort of out they can spend carriages to like get there faster Mm. and then you have to go somewhere else if they're faster than you uh, but each location has a bunch of text on oh, it. it's a ton of stuff. And you don't know what you're going to get from that meeting or interviewing, right. either going to that location or interviewing that person. And sometimes people can like force you to read it out loud so everybody hears it. Other times they can stop you from going there after they've been there. And then whenever you feel ready, you go to Holmes and you just basically say, this is what I think it is. Mm-hmm. It's this. They tell you the questions you have to kind of be able to answer. Yeah. And so if you can answer those and you're the first one, you win. If not... You're kind of out of the game. You become like Holmes, and you help like answer the people who then come next. I see. Now, who is Holmes? Who's the first Nobody. person? Nope. But like when the when you're the first person, you basically look at the it's answers. It's a card. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's yeah. an answer. Like, you oh. check yourself. So it's, like, I, it's kind of like Clue when you first make a guess, and then and you're you like, say oh. how many you got right out of it. It's like there were three questions. You're like, I got mm-hmm. one of them right, and or then two people of them can right. now ask you now that you know the answer, you but take you lost. On the now I can like use my turn to go to Holmes and ask him about information that he has. So do you do you say what your answers are out loud? No, no you write, write them down. down on a piece of mm-hmm. paper, and then you look at the thing and compare them, and you uh, see if you got it right. Uh, so once you know the answer, when I go to you, why don't you just tell me what the answer is? Because there's rules. You can ask me about one piece of information I have. What's or the answer to the first question? No, 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 no not like that. It's like, rules. did your like, were you right on which one? Like you, you ask like you can I think find you out see. which numbers they were right on, like yeah. one, two, or three, yeah. and and to kind of help you like figure out where they went, so that way then you could go there to but get that same game, information. Well, by anything. that point, by the time somebody's there, you're almost ready yeah, to go there too. It's not like there's like unless somebody goes there right away, like that they're pretty much you're right behind them and so you might just want to go to check something but usually we never even use that we everybody just goes and makes yeah. their guesses this game is a true deduction game uh, yeah. you really have to use like deductive reasoning to solve the, the very much right. like Sherlock Holmes consulting mm-hmm. detective in the fact like they're not giving it's not fed to you where like one of those locations will say this happened mm-hmm. you might have to read into it and be like Oh, that person mm-hmm. didn't oh, have their jacket that. after they I came back from this? That. I came into this game with the perspective of like, oh, the answers are just on the cards. If I read the most nope. cards, I'll just get the answers. <laughs> Both times I've played, I've literally read every card and still not gotten the answer <laughs> Oh, right. I would love so... <laughs> this game. Ben, we are totally going to have to set up. I, I love the Dutch. Have you guys ever played Tragedy Looper? Yes. Oh, yes. That game. Yes. Oh, that was. I did not appreciate the. I think that game is brilliant. Love it. I love it. It's so intelligent. I only played it once, no, twice, and I was like, I wish I could remember the rules. I think it is so. I had a bad experience with tragedy. What happened? I had a great. It took four hours and was kind of boring. Yeah. 
Oh, I was like, I this is fascinating. I love the concept of tragedy and I don't I, think the execution is there. Well, I think these Sherlock Holmes games are actually better. But like, mm-hmm. I have had people, so I've been trying for a long time to get a bunch of people to play the Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective with me. I get a group. And then usually one person at the end of that session is like, I hate this game. I'll never play it again. They leave. We get somebody else. And and they start just dropping off. Mostly because some people want it to be a little clearer. Like, well, what's the answer? Why don't I see this? How did I make that deduction? I love the idea that, like, you really got to guess. That's what life is. If you're a detective. It feels like you're creating a narrative and you may be wrong. Um, I love it. It's not for everybody, but it's a game just to emphasize how stupid you are that you can't see stuff. Oh, you feel so dumb. Mm. And then Holmes is like, I did that in two visits to these two places. Yeah, wow! I definitely should so, try those. One sorry, thing I, I got gonna... a little too excited. Deduction games, obviously, oh, I love. And the reason, by the way, I mentioned Tragedy Looper is because you can make your own play sets, and there are a bunch online. So it's like you can. Oh. It's a game that can keep on yeah. going and going. Like you don't I have just like I don't think I two. Have I know. I kind of feel like I should get it. Two. The only reason why I actually have not gotten it is because I'm not sure. I know who I can play it with because the learning curve... Okay, Kevin's raising his hand. The learning curve on that game is beyond steep. That is one yeah. of the steepest learning curves. I think curves it's because too it's, complicated. It's so... But once you... The graphic design is also... The graphic design the is The worst graphic awful. design I've ever seen in a book. I like awful. that kind of pseudo-anime art style. See, I don't though. like the anime. The art is okay. It, but, I, but the, the graphic dark. design... Everything was dark. and stuff is like... It's dark. dark. I remember it being dark. And the whole, it, it, could, it could use a, an entire revamp. They just needed to increase the brightness but, around the board. I'm like, yeah. all the components. <laughs> but like, one thing that I really like about it is the fact that you can it's not like there's like five cases and then that's it there it comes with a certain number and then you can make your own you can go online and uh i think that's a really fun thing and i'm sure if you could get a group of like four people it could be like a monthly activity uh which i think would be really fun i agree what have you been playing, Matt? Did you yeah, tell us? Matt. Uh, I actually haven't. The thing that I'm most excited about is what we're talking about for our main agenda today. Oh, oh. Is, you are is very that a segue? About. Is that a segue? Which is Gaia Zipping down the street. Uh, Twinkle in your eye. Yes. So uh, Gaia Project is, as we said before, Terra Mystica 2 uh, set in space. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's by the same designers as Terra Mystica, uh, published by Z-Man Games. What are their names? Um... You can look on the box to see their I, names. I, unfortunately, I, I, I don't have access right, to that box. Can I'm you gonna, say their names for me, please? <laughs> Bear with me. Damn you, Ben. All right, I'm going to butcher sure, their names well, here. They're just names. It's, How hard could they be to say? Say them. Helga Ostertag and Jens Drogemuller. Drogemuller? Hel- Helga Mueller? or Helge? It looks like Helge, it's Helge. Helge. Helge and Jens Drogemuller. Um, oh, poor Helge and Jens. Prior to We're starting sorry. this episode, I came up with the clever idea of not saying their names, and Ben foiled my plan. So, I'm so sorry. Um, we'll edit in post. It's totally fine. Apologies to yeah. those. We'll, we'll um, block that out. Apologies yeah. to those designers. If you give me a clean edit here, I'll be able to cut all this out. We're very professional. If not, everyone's going to hear that you weren't able to do that either. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, moving on. <laughs> so, the Gaia Project is a game like Terra Mystica, which uh, for those of you who have, have played Terra Mystica, you'll be very familiar with it for those who have not played Terra Mystica uh, the purpose of, Ga- of the Gaia project you're, you are each different spacefaring civilizations uh, there are 10 different types of planets you can colonize in the galaxy and what you're trying to do is terraform those planets to colonize them you're building mines which give you ore and you're building trading posts which give you money and you're using all those to continue building and upgrading your empire uh, you're earning technologies which will allow you to 
get farther out into space or terraform planets more easily or gain more science so that you can get more technology. So uh, it's like a big uh, empire building game. Uh, it's it's interesting because it looks sort of similar to a lot of 4X games, but it's more of a Euro game. Uh, you're trying to score points it's from... more of a Euro game. It is a Euro it is game. A, it's definitely a Euro yeah. game, like 100% well, a Euro game. Because it is a set board. Once you yes. make the board, that's It's it a board, and with. there's no there's no fighting in this game. So there's if no, I claim a planet, that's my plan. At least not on the, the board. The there's game. no randomness. You know exactly what's going to be out. Everything's set out from the beginning of the game. It's very much a strategy game. Who can build their empire the best? Uh, you're building federations to connect your different planets together. Uh, so it's all sorts of different building. It's a very it's a it's a meaty heavy game. Takes probably three hours to play. Um, Gaia Project plays uh, up to four players, whereas Terra Mystica played five. Uh, the differences I think of this game are what makes it so interesting. But before we get into the gameplay, uh, let's talk about the look and feel of the game. Um, what do you think of it, Kevin? I I like the logo a lot on the box. I think that pops. Mm-hmm. But I'm kind of meh on it. I don't. Aww. There's something about. I guess to your point earlier, Matt. This feels like other games I've seen. Like if I'm walking by a table and I see this out. I don't know that I stop. It looks like a generic space game because it's in space to me. And it's like the space and some planets. And I don't know. I don't know that I would stop and look. It's a little dark and like, which it it has to be. It's in space. Like, I get it. But I'm kind of meh. Y'all are so tough on space games. You know, (laughs) our previous episode, we talked about Pulsar 2849. And Larry, you thought it looked ugly. And this, you think it looks like a space game. I think it looks nice. This is prettier than Pulsar. But I still don't think... It, it has character art. I don't necessarily know that's the best art in the no. world. The character art's not great. I think the board looks great. I the, love yeah, the, I think I love the, planets. the tiles. The planets are nice. pop. The planets are they, their colors pop, and they look they all look different, which I really like. This has yeah. a lot of iconography that's similar to Terra Mystica, mm-hmm. but it also has a lot of iconography that I find to be very confusing and different. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard to tell when things mean get something now as opposed to at the end of the turn or the end of the game and the basic icons you know your ore your science your money those are very straightforward those are where it gets complicated is there's a lot of ways to score victory points in this game some things you score them immediately some you score them every time you do something and some of them you score them at the end of the round and the icon for that is all very similar looking so it can get a little bit confusing on that Mm -hmm. uh my favorite part about this game is the pieces. Yeah. So uh, Terra Mystica uses wooden houses, very Catan-esque. Mm-hmm. Uh, this game, they decided to do printed uh, different shaped miniatures for the different buildings, and I think they look way better. Yeah. It's I, way one of, better. One of my favorite things in a... I like in a game where you are building like a city or a civilization or whatever, is I like when it looks like your civilization has grown. And in Terra Mystica, it's like... You go from Catan houses to Catan cities to then a block and, or like a circle thing or whatever. Yeah. And like as pieces, yes, there is like a si- the size increases. But here it actually looks like a, a like a little small societies or, or I call that immersion. So immersion, it is. I don't yeah. know that it's immersive. I don't but, know that that makes it but, immersive. No, but that's an immersive quality. It is, it is an element of immersion. I, yeah. I, I, well, maybe not. I, I will say. I'm not well, saying the game is, just, you know. Well, I appreciate the plastic pieces and mm-hmm. like them. I actually prefer the wooden pieces. Better. Why? Whoa! Whoa! I, I, Controversy. I like what. If, for me, it feels like a very elegant um, design aesthetic for the wood pieces. Hmm. These uh, plastic pieces, you know, they're plastic. They 
are small. The detail is not very clean and crisp to mm. me. Um, it's the same for everybody. I, I just they're nice. They're fine. I'm yeah. not knocking them at all. I totally. I, Personally, just would prefer the wood. I totally uh, disagree. Yeah, with Larry. I, yeah. I actually am also. I'm I disagreeing. Think the detailing is nice. They're cute. They the look. Yeah, I think it is. It's not even that it's cute. I think they are cute though. But I, I think like it's the detailing. I think is good. Um, and I, I, I agree. I would have. It would have been cool if there were different pieces for different societies. Um, but um, I like them. I think you know what it is because um, you know there's some even though they look a little bit like. Toy, that's I'll make up a word. Toy, but but that's okay for me because this is a game about space, and it reminds me of being like a kid, where you sort of like put out like your things and make your space stations. I mean, I think the one, the one of these of these figurines or models or whatever miniatures, Mm -hmm. the one where it's like a little lacking is the quote unquote satellite, which is just a cube. It's like they just. Gave up at that well, point. Yeah, they're they like, well, have, we don't feel like making it. I actually don't mind that. I think they're very clear I, and easy to see when yeah. you connect. You need the satellites to connect your planets together am, to form federations. They, I almost think I those, may have been, those may have been, should have been better as tiles at an illustration of a satellite that might have looked a little more effective. The problem is, is you can have multiple satellites in one space. Yeah. If it was a tile, so you, you wouldn't be able to, to see. The, my only hmm. minor quibble on the, the plastic pieces yeah. is that the trading houses and the mines look sort of similar. Yeah. Um, so sometimes on the board, the trading houses are bigger and taller, but they have like the same like little like square box with like some tiny windows in it. And those you can confuse on the map pretty easily. It, depending on what angle you're looking at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It makes yeah. it feel more like an American game versus a Euro game because of the plastic pieces, I got to say. I think that's yes. my issue. And, and the, like, where you go wood feels a yes. little like the classy, like we don't need to actually shape anything. It's a wooden block. Yeah. Yeah. This feels a little more like, it, like I said, if I walked by and saw this on the table, I could mistake this for like an American. You assume like, it's like, science, oh, is this you know? the new eclipse right. or something yeah, like that? Exactly. Right. Yeah, I, and I mm-hmm. think I think you hit exactly on what my issue is with it. Is 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 because this is such a Euro game, it it feels it kind of out it. of place. Mm-hmm. I see, and I like having mm-hmm. a um like an exciting um splash. And not splash, but like doing more of an exciting take on a typical Euro thing. One of I have to make a. Tr- I don't think uh, it's exciting. Well, no, but meaning like well, meaning that space I think is more exciting than like a land Farming. and a river. Yeah. You know, I, I don't disagree with that. Me, but I, the issue is the, com- a, the component. You know, I don't uh, think using a wood component versus a, a you know a plastic Ameritrash style component changes it being in space you can oh, still I do think it. it i think it I looks think it more like a little city yeah or... and i think i think what's interesting to me yes that is that is something that more like Ameri- american style board games have but to me that's the good part about american style board games the immersive personality, components, personality. Yeah, the high quality components and immersive like like that's good like you could go to the far the extreme and say like oh it should be just like you know puerto rico and Catan, where it's literally just like little wooden blocks that are like totally abstract to me, mm-hmm. I like the more realistic, like the more like their thing the pieces look, not, the more immersed I I'm feel in the game. I'm not advocating for blocks, but I do think you can have meeples or shaped wooden pieces akin to what you have in Terra Mystica. You know, mm-hmm. I don't, it's, it's not the little blue oh, cube. so much more personality. Yeah, I actually, I feel like there's more personality with these two. But is it just, is it that they're plastic or is it just that they're... It's their plastic. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I mean, if hey, if they can make wooden, if they can like make them that, in wood, yeah, yeah, obviously that'd be nicer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think uh, the other thing that's nice with these components versus Terra Mystica is the modular board. 
Yes. Uh, I haven't, we haven't played that many games yet, uh, but we did try mixing up the board and I think it's going to be interesting. You know, there's, it's made up like 10 different hexes with a bunch of planets on it. You can swap them out however you like. I think that's going to add a lot to the replayability. Because yeah. one of the complaints that a lot of people had with Terra Mystica when it first came out was that the board is the same every time. Yeah. Uh, and so it kind of had that samey feel depending on which color you were. So talking, I think you're kind of getting a little bit more into the gameplay. Mm-hmm. While this game is very evocative of Terra Mystica, I feel it improves on it in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Number one for me is the ability and the ease at which you can start to kind of create, in this game, federations and, and Terra Mystica cities. I, I'm able to feel as though I'm accomplishing more yes. each turn, where in Terra Mystica it always felt like a slog to even kind of get going. Mm-hmm. Which I like. I appreciate that here. Yeah, and but the funny thing is that I seem to remember when we when we played this game, I, I seem to remember you saying like, "Oh my god, I'm not getting anything off of my board." I, me- I remember you specifically being like, "Oh my god, like I can't believe we're in round three or four, and I feel like I've done nothing so far." That was the first time I played yeah. it before I really learned. How- I was playing it Terra Mystica style before I realized right. this is not Terra Mystica. If you go in here thinking you're going to play it the way that you play Terra Mystica. You're doing it wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This game this game is called Gaia Project because these Gaia planets, which is a new element added to the game, I think is a central focus of it. You you you're you're not so much focused on kind of staying within kind of the small borders connected to your your places. You you really are focused on expanding across the map, terraforming these Gaia planets, building these kind of dead planets into Gaia planets and and using those, I think. And that's mm-hmm. what helps kind of propel you to kind of get the pieces off your board, build federations, etc. So for so for people who are not super familiar with uh, Terra Mystica or Gaia Project, uh, the main mechanics of the game is there are seven different terrain types in the game and there's seven, well there's actually 14 playable races um, two for each color but each player gets assigned a color then they pick their race and then what you're doing is you're terraforming the different planets to your terrain type so that you can build on them so uh, the planets are arranged in sort of a wheel so like blue might be next to white but it's on the opposite side of yellow so it's easier to turn blue planet into a white planet so you can terraform uh, but harder to turn a yellow planet and so on Um, so there's seven different terrain types and we're all sort of competing over the planets because there's limited space in the galaxy and you want to expand uh, but other people are expanding into the same places what the Gaia project adds is it adds these new terrain types called Gaia planets, which are planets that anybody can colonize. And so it's sort of this, there's like a little bit of a rush to get to those planets because anybody can get to them. But you also need this new resource. They call it QIC or it's like Quantum International Credits or something like that. Yeah. You use those to colonize the Gaia planets. But there are also another type of planet type, the transdim planets, which are sort of like these poisonous planets that nobody can colonize. And a new element of the game is one of the technologies you can get is uh, Gaia forming. And so when you get Gaia forming technology, it allows you to place a Gaia former on that planet, which turns it into a Gaia planet so you can build on it. Uh, So this is sort of the big departure from Terra Mystica. Uh, the other big difference from Terra Mystica is in Terra Mystica, you, you, when you build temples, you gain cultists and you use those to move up these cult tracks, which are like the earth elements and things like that. Uh, and you score some points for those, but they're mostly just for scoring points and getting power, which is like magic in this game, sort of. Uh, but in this game, there are six tracks and instead of cult tracks, there are technology tracks. 
uh, and advancing on them actually gives you additional abilities. Uh, so you have a terraforming technology track, which determines how much ore you need to spend to terraform planets. Uh, you have your you know navigation track, which determines how far you can build a new colony when you when you're building a new planet, how many spaces away you can move to get to that planet. You've got economy, which gives you income. You've got your research, which gives you more technology every turn. Uh, so there's a lot of different pathways. Uh, you'll earn points for getting up to the higher levels of each technology track, but you also now care about which track you move up because they have different powers. So I think, what do you guys, or Kevin, what do you think of the mechanics of this versus Terra Mystica? So I was kind of a fan, I mean, I'm a fan of Terra Mystica. I, I've enjoyed it when I played it. I, I don't own it, but, I, you know, it was one of those games that I was always, you know, rah-rah, play, it's it's fun. Um, this does seem to fix some stuff mm-hmm. like that I didn't know I had a problem with, in a way, with Terra Mystica. Specifically, it's that technology track that mm-hmm. I just enjoy so much more. It's my downfall, and we can talk about that later. Like It's unfortunately the shiny object that distracts me and confuses me in, in great ways. But it's also what I think adds so much to this game that pushes it past um, just being a reskin of Terra Mystica. Yeah, I think the tech tree is... is I actually think that's the major difference i mean the gaia planets are are different and everything but i feel like it's the tech tree is what really really adds something new and Mm -hmm. exciting to this i like the tech tree so much more and for that reason i actually like Gaia project a lot more than terra mystica given that i don't love terra mystica i think it's fine i I like it i like it i like it enough that after i played gaia project i went and downloaded the terra mystica app to sort of sort of (laughs) just just to play it over well no not to tie me over but because there is the game, the the basic Terra Mystica. Ooh, I'm sorry, I just kicked the table. The basic Terra Mystica foundation, the gameplay mechanisms of it. It takes like you have to. It's like it takes a while to wrap your brain around how to really do it and how to optimize it. So I downloaded the app because this way I could just like play around and try different things and see if I started to understand the flow because I feel like I just do so terribly at this game and um and so given that it's a game that doesn't totally mesh with like my my brain abilities and it's one that you know I, the term mystic is a game that i like but don't love i thought guy project was was a lot more fun i gotta say i love terra mystica love it like hands down without a doubt one mm-hmm. of my top favorite games i actually think this game will replace it in my collection wow. i think this is it's an improvement on Terra Mystica. I think it's a better game. I have some quibbles with it still, but I think in terms of the play experience overall, I, yeah. I prefer it. I think what's really great about the Gaia Project is I think they took a lot of parts about Terra Mystica that were sort of fiddly or like awkward, and I think they streamlined those. Like so, what? A, with the technologies, combining yeah. that, because Terra Mystica had sort of this separate thing of like your digging power and your shipping power that you were sort of boosting up. Yes. But So I think integrating those into the yeah. technology tree I think is good, and the replacement of the cultists which in in Mystica, you like got these cultists and you could use them for different things and in this game you just get research power and you spend the research yeah. power to move up they also got rid of the kind of river walking and the seafaring stuff which was always kind of sort weird of, well, but, to, yeah. isn't that what the Gaia stuff though kind of it is, is? But, but, you know in, in Terra Mystica that would affect whether you were adjacent but not able to have a city be built from it you know yeah, like, Terra Mystica, yeah I think anymore. the the towns in Terra Mystica were always something very confusing it was it was double confusing because in Terra Mystica it's like 
each of the buildings you build has a different sort of like power value. And to make a town in Terra Mystica, you needed four buildings with a power value of seven. And then as soon as you got that, you instantly formed a town. And then those buildings can't be part of a new town. And there was a lot of this awkward planning of like, oh, I can't build this building here because it'll be part of this town. So I have to build over here. And it was a lot of this weirdness around and it. You also got points at the end by having like the biggest connected area, but that wasn't towns because you could still be connected with bridges. Yeah, but the bridges didn't count. Direct adjacency yeah. and indirect adjacency. Yeah. That was the very um, Euro part of yeah. the game. I um, yeah. Gaia Project instead has federations, right? Which in a lot of ways function the same. Uh, you need seven power uh, amongst different buildings. The nice thing is they don't have the weird like number of buildings requirement, which was always sort of awkward. Uh, so they removed that. And also... To, in order to solve the distance problem, you now build satellites to connect your federations. So if you happen to build them all in one place, boom, you can build a federation easily. Otherwise, you can spend power from your power bowl in order to add satellites to the board, mm -hmm. and that allows you to create a federation. You mentioned yeah. power bowl. I think that's another thing that got fixed in this game. So in, in both Terra Mystica and Gaia Project, there are three bowls that you cycle these chips through that are power. They start in bowl one, you move them into bowl two through cycling, and then once everything from bowl one is in bowl two, you move it from bowl two to bowl three, and then once it's in bowl three, you can actually spend it and use it on stuff. In, in Terra Mystica, you had a lot more power, and so it took you, you a start lot longer. Yeah, yeah. A, lo a lot longer to kind of cycle through stuff. Mm -hmm. Here, you start with only like, like some, some races start with six, some start with eight. So it's easier to cycle through things. In addition, you can spend that mana, no matter which bowl it's in, if I recall correctly, to, um, to Gaia Project, which mm -hmm. makes it even easier to cycle through stuff to be able to spend that power. On on abilities in the game, which is nice. Yeah, I really... and you can get it back too once you spend it. Like once you right. like delete mm -hmm. it, and and if you do delete it, yeah, exactly. There are ways in this game to add power into your bowl. Mm -hmm. Lots of ways. So so yeah. you can also like permanently remove power from your bowls to kind of speed up that cycling to some extent. Right. And then if you realize, oh, I need this later, you can then use powers to kind of bring it back in. I will say the tech tree is not without just a few little faults, which is. There's like all these bonuses on there, and there's like a lot of bonuses, mm -hmm. and they're sort of like you're. It's like that. I found that I was constantly being like, huh, huh. I was like going back and forth between what was on the board and being like, I'm so sorry. Can you tell me what that one was again? And then there's the bonuses on the top, and then it was like you need a key to get to the top level, and then the, but then if you want to claim the top level bonus, you need another key to get that. And I was like, it, it felt a little. It's not even convoluted. It's just like there was. It's a lot to take in, and maybe with more plays, it becomes second nature. But um, I don't know. I found I, it super fussy. I think it was you, a little fussy. You stumbled upon, in my opinion, sort of the one big like problem with the new stuff that it's they not added. Big not problem. a problem, but the one annoyance or, or confusing, awkward thing, like how they they streamlined in so many other ways, but then they added advanced technologies, which yeah. are very like awkwardly implemented. Um, you know, when you build your research outposts. Um, in this game, you get technology tiles, which boost you up on different technology tracks. But what Gaia Project has, in addition to the sort of basic technologies, is once you get to level four of one of the technology tracks, now you have access to get a new technology that's an advanced technology. And the advanced technologies are just like very complicated. <laughs> they have a number of things. First, um, in order to get the advanced technology you have to be on level four or five which are the two highest levels of the technology then in order to get it you have to you have to build a research outpost like normal for a technology but then the advanced technology that you take has to go and cover up one of your basic technologies so you have to have a basic technology and you don't have it anymore and then also you need to 
each federation that you build starts on the green side. You have to flip a federation from the green side to the gray side to take the technology. Unless then, that federation was the 12 point federation, which right. can't flip at all. And then yeah. when you take the technology, it advances you from level four to five, but you also need a federation to advance from level four to five. You don't have to advance from four to five. You can advance you anywhere. No. So, yes, anywhere. You can? Yes. Oh. Anywhere. See, but you know what? But this is, see, right it's here, this, I don't even know this is, it's on. like it's too much. It should be that you get to the top and you get to take a nice new technology because yep. you made it to the top. Like, and instead it's a whole yeah. thing. And when, when we played, you know, I, the funny thing is I was actually in the lead for a lot of the game because I was being really good about getting the in-round points. So, but I knew the bomb was going to fall out. But then I had this idea that I, I there was this one play I could do where I was going to get to the top because I, I, I was going to do something to get myself a federation, which was going to give me a key and then power me to the top. And then with that, I was going to get like, this advanced thing, which would do this and that. And I was going to just get like this whole bunch of points. And then he was like, no, you need another key. And I was like, <laughs> it's like, it's kind of just feels like someone's like poking you. Like, like no, sorry, mm-hmm. you made it to the top, but you still don't get the best thing. It's like, why? Well, it's very confusing that the things that you need a key for are right next to each other. And yeah. they sort of look like, oh, you need one key to do those things. Right. But in reality, you need like different keys for each of them, but you're sort of doing them together. So sometimes you need two keys. Well, well, that may be a little confusing. I like the resource tracking here better than I do in Terra Mystica. Mm-hmm. You know, in Terra Mystica, it's, it is just cubes, and you have to kind of keep track of your cubes and your money. Whereas in this game, it's just a resource tracker based on, and you just kind of move your marker up and down your tracker. Has problems if you bump your board, you know, stuff yeah. kind of gets lost. Or if you have your neighbor bump your board, and you're just having to kind of guess back to roughly where you were. Who would do were. that? Who would do that, man? I don't know. Um, but but I prefer it this way, I think, than the way that Terra Mystica does it. It's yeah. just a lot faster to spend your money this way. You're like, okay, I have four, move it down to one, versus having to fiddle with like different components. People should also be aware, though, that this game takes up much more real estate than Terra Mystica does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, both the board and then all the other kind of components I don't know if it's and dramatically trackers. It's it definitely felt, more. It, it's more, and it felt dramatically more to me. But um, you need a big table. You need a big table. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, but that being said, though, I, I did enjoy it, and I, I do feel like uh, some of the reasons why I enjoyed it more is because I think I like the theme of outer space more than fantasy of witches versus dark sorcerers versus gi- giants and uh, I prefer like the witches and fairies and giants theme, but I think this is the better game. It's I think interesting. It, the theme yeah. is interesting in this game because I feel like in some ways it's more thematic and in other ways it's less thematic. Oh. The the board the aspect of the board felt more thematic to me, right? There's planets of different climates that we have to terraform a planet. Right. That totally yeah. makes sense to me to build on. They're in different areas in space. To build our federations, we have to connect them with satellites. That all makes sense to me. That to me felt more thematic. What felt less thematic is the character races. Yeah. And I think that's where you just you know, with fantasy, oh, elves are elves. I understand what elves are, right? And how they, and here's their power. That makes sense. Oh, witches can fly. That makes sense, right? Whereas in this game, it's like, it's an ivit. It's a nivrax. So, it's yeah. a blothlork. I'm like, who, what the heck are these things? We have to have a recurring theme. No yes. Argument. Yes. Oh, here it comes. Every episode. As I recall from prior arguments we've had over theme, Matt... Your point was that something is thematic if you cannot apply some other setting or whatever to it. 
inherently Gaia Project has Uh-oh. another theme. Larry's a lawyer, by the way, everyone. So, so that should mean inherently, because I could set this in the fantasy world as Terra Mystica does, this does not have a so theme. So I'm going to have to Here we go. The monster is here. Um, the can't find another theme was an example, right? That's like the perfect example of an immersive game. If the theme fits so perfectly, you couldn't possibly think of another theme. In this case, we're comparing themes. To me, it's how much it fits, right? To me, Terra Mystica, it's a board with all different terrain types. A, it doesn't make a super lot of sense that there's like a forest and then a desert and then a mountain and then a place. Like that doesn't make sense that they're like... It makes total sense. That's the way the world works. That that, that all forests are exactly the same size and they're all mountains are exactly the same size. and a, All these planets are exactly think, the like, same size. They look different sizes. Uh, well, I think there's a happy, me, there's a happy they're medium. All, they're all on the same may size. I mean, may I be a referee here for a second? Basically, the Terra Mystica board is an abstraction of the idea that terrains are next to each other. However, the Gaia project is doesn't have to be an abstraction because it's more conceivable that planets would... They would never be that close. The, the planets they would, would never, never be, be that star close. Systems. Those are representative of different star systems. Uh-oh. Because you can have representative of star systems so, but not representative uh, of forests. My question to you, Larry, is... Anyway, I, I don't my, mean to belabor this point. I just, have a, I just I, had I the need to kind well, of I feel like you, you like to poke, poke this up and, and act as if there's no difference, which I completely disagree. What do you think is more thematic? The terraforming in Terra Mystica or the terraforming in Gaia Project? I think both of these are equally thematic. That's not the point I'm trying to make. I'm trying to call you out on a prior discussion we had where you said it wasn't thematic because you could apply it to anything. I think that game is as equally thematic as these games are. So, and you're willing to concede that this game is thematic, but weren't so willing to concede that other Gaia one former? was. How, how does a Gaia former work in another theme? It's a monster that it, descends from the heavens. There was a Fantastic Four game and Galactus came to the planet to terraform it. So we I mean, it. a game where there's terraforming because there's planets being terraformed. Or, or in a comic maybe... book universe where a giant alien comes down and kind yeah. of destroys the planet and changes it the way Superman and Right, and but in Brainiac all these examples, did. you're talking about planets, right? So like apply no, it to something about, else, like I, shopping. Like how does it apply? You know, to me, it worked because planets are something that you would terraform. Well, you wouldn't go into a, a shop and like kind of revitalize it like those reality shows where what are they called like you know, the, the, the property flippers? Or, or no, not property, property flippers. Property. When the you know Hell's Kitchen or whatever, when he goes yeah. in and he revitalizes the restaurant. Like, I just feel like, I feel like it's, con- it's a very obvious kitchen confidential. That's to me, it. it's a very obvious thing that it makes more sense to terraform planets than it does make sense to. Terraform I think I think Matt is right. Little little individual parts of terrain. Well, the good news is is that this is something that I would love to hear from our listeners as to <laughs> what they think about whether or not. There's any consistency in 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 viewing games as being thematic versus non-thematic, right. whether they think there are other quote unquote themes that can can apply, or whether games are immersive or not. Well, I will say this: uh, I think the theme works better here because even though the the races, the quote unquote races in this case, are not as strong as maybe as the original one, and I think a good um, a counterpoint would be something like Eclipse, where there are new alien races mm-hmm. and they make sense. Like this is the technology That's race, true. and they're good with technology. Mm-hmm. Here, well, when we played, I didn't even, I don't think I even knew what my race was. Mm, I was just a board. But um, but in this case though, I felt like when playing the Gaia project, I felt like I was watching civilizations expand. When I when playing Terra Mystica, I feel like I'm watching my player pieces take over the board. Mm-hmm. So I think it's great time, though, to talk about the alien races a little yes. bit because we have not talked about their powers, that they are unique because that comes into play a little bit mm-hmm. here. And maybe, not that I'm trying to poke that discussion a little bit more, it may help explain what the individual races' stories are 
based on their powers. Hmm. Maybe. We'll see. What do you, well, so Kevin, why, why don't you start us off? Well, well who are uh, you? And- so I've had a rough experience with this game where I either had food poisoning while we were playing it or it was yeah. like in the middle of the night where I was sleeping. So um, I don't know that I got the great um, connection to my alien races as I could have. Because what it is, is and, and this is something I realized about the game. You need to really listen to your race. And what that means is each of them, like whether whatever side you choose, has something unique or special about it. It could be very minor. It could be you get technology points instead of money for this thing. Or you start with this extra benefit here or more or higher on this track than that track for technology. And instead of fighting against it, which I did in I think both cases <laughs> that I had, <laughs> um, listening to it and then understanding what that is because this game is not a game where you just have one path to victory. Mm -hmm. Um, There are a couple different ways to work. And while you see success from other people because of their alien races, you should not mimic them. You should really pay attention to what you are good at. And I think that's really key. But you do have to keep tabs. You have have to keep keep tabs tabs because if everyone is sort of at this point in the game and you're not, as I often am (laughs) with Terra Mystica or this game, I got, I mean... I was leaning into my racist power. I was the Xenos, and I was getting the QICs, a very thematic element of the game, the QICs. And I was, I I kept on, (laughs) I kept on receiving these things over and over again. And I was trying to lean into my power, and next thing I knew, I was on this little yellow planet on the edge of the galaxy, and Larry had surrounded me entirely, and I was like, I am trapped. (laughs) That happens. He did that. But I was, um, because I wasn't expanding as much as you guys were, and so I was so focused on being like, well, my... I see what the in-round scores are, so I'm going to do that. And my power is I can do this, so I'm going to do that. And I'm doing this, and I'm doing that. I'm getting points. I'm doing well. And, oh, my God, I'm trapped. And then finally I had to go steal a Gaia project from Larry. And it didn't really do me that much good, but it felt really nice. So, Sorry, Larry, Larry. You've, been, you've been the – you were like the robot race, and then you were like the, the humans. Correct. What did you think of those two character powers? They're both very different. I mean, the robot race focused a lot on technology and trying to get the benefits – um, uh, with technology. Basically, they got to raise up a level on the tech track for free at the oh, lowest level I each time. I love that. It's, it, it's nice. I but love it's, technology in games. Me yeah, too. The, the thing is, is it's, it's your lowest level, so it's, it's not scoring you really points at the end. Right. It's making you a little bit more efficient because you don't have to focus on getting technology or t- getting the research. The way that you get research with those guys is kind of flipped, so it's a little bit backwards. Uh, because it was my first game, I didn't realize the importance of kind of bringing out your big home base early on in the game, which mm-hmm. is where the other kind of key unique power is. And that's some advice I would give to anybody is regardless of what race you play, I do think you need to get I, that thing out quick. I did do that. And um, again, I was cornered in the galaxy. <laughs> um, well, you got your, when you played the Terrans, you got yours out really fast. When I played the Terrans, I got it out the first turn. And um, it was incredibly important. With the Terrans, that that power uh, allowed me to spend power uh, from my power bowls after I uh, Gaia, formed. Gaia formed. And their whole thing is they're all about Gaia forming. They start the game with a Gaia former mm-hmm. where other folks have to kind of develop it. And so I just kind of went out and immediately started kind of Gaia forming things, which mm-hmm. 
helped at the end game because the end game was having the most um, uh, Gaia planets. Yeah. So, so there's, there's, there's lots of different ways to score in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is each round, there's an objective for the round, like build mines this round or upgrade to trading posts. And you score points whenever you do the objective for the round. And then there's also two objectives for the end of the game. And at the end of the game, whoever has the most of each of those scores a lot of extra points. So in both of ours games, actually, they were whoever has the most Gaia planets, which are the green ones, and then whoever has the most buildings out on the board. Um, so those definitely come into play as you're like deciding on my turn, do I do the thing that's more like what my race wants to do, or do I do the thing that's going to score me more points right. for this round? And that's sort of a lot of the decision and making. It's, yeah. it's funny that you mentioned, men that I had you surrounded in the first game, because I, I don't think I had all that many pieces out in the first game. It was maybe like maybe seven or eight, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Whereas the second game, I had everything but five pieces out yeah, on the right. board. So it's a, and, and actually all a three of, of us, us we had built, had built everything. It's not that it's not like I was like under siege, like St. Petersburg, but it was one of these things where like, I was just sort of at the edge, like the area where I made the Federation sort of at the edge and there were no mm-hmm. good plans for me to go to. And you had just had enough mm-hmm. pieces there where I kind of, it was. It I wasn't cut, paying you can attention. Cut somebody you know? off very easily here. You don't yeah. need a lot of pieces well, to you, do that. You managing do that your in, pieces well, is, you know, sort of getting back to your point about like getting rushing stuff out. I don't know if that's. I haven't played this game enough or Terra Mystica enough to know if that's necessarily true. But I think one of the strengths about both games is that it's all about managing how you build your little society, right? Because it's like you can decide to expand slowly and get a lot of like resources mm-hmm. right Research or you can make a rush for a power and if you decide to rush for a power which power are you going to go for i mean that's that i do think is the strength of I the actually game. think this game's more forgiving than terra mystica in that regard I oh do yeah think so yeah and i think well i think something that's interesting in both games is the dynamic of do you want to be next to people or not mm-hmm. which is there's a lot of tension in that because yeah. when you're near people it's better for you because you can build trading posts for cheaper because you're next to neighbors and you gain power whenever they build, but then they also gain power when you build. And then also now they're taking up spaces that you might want. So I think this dynamic from what I've seen, it's like you want to be next to some people, some places, not necessarily everywhere, but if you're off all by yourself, it's a lonely life like yeah. being out by yourself. But it's interesting because in order to upgrade to get a federation, you have to go through the trading post route. So if you're mm-hmm. all by yourself, you're paying the increased cost. Yep. Yeah. Okay, fine, you have more room to kind of expand, but it's costing you more. Exactly. Yeah. So it's definitely you sort of have to like keep figure out how and to get along with your neighbors. I remember Larry in that first game, just somehow you felt omnipresent because no matter what anyone did, it was like, oh, Larry gets a power. Like Larry was constantly getting was powers. Just centrally positioned. Uh, yeah, and that I did a, matter a lot. I did a yeah. good job of positioning myself. Although I actually had my other town, my, my other outpost, I should say, was centrally positioned and it was getting nothing and then it was then everyone surrounded it so it couldn't expand that but, but then again at least that's you're a, getting free power right i so didn't get but other if it wasn't getting a lot of people weren't like doing much over there it was sort of weird <laughs> i mean but it, it was you know if they're building all around you then you had to be no no no, power. no but meaning that like I got locked in, but people weren't upgrading their buildings or something. Like they built the mine. They and just that's built it. little mines and then sat there. Yeah, it was just sort them. of like this, like yeah, very sad, low income part out. of the galaxy. Uh, back to the to the alien powers. Uh, I think something that's interesting with this game is going into it, uh, reading all the alien powers ahead of time. I was sort of like, hmm, they seem a lot less different than than terra mysticas did because a lot of the aliens don't particularly have like a starting power and they mostly unlock their power from their their big pyramid thing whatever it's called uh their fortress uh Mm -hmm. and so i was sort of worried about that but then having played a couple times now 
between the characters I've played and seeing what other people played, the the aliens feel very different in terms of what they do. So I played the first time I played sort of like the Protoss or uh, that's what I want to call them. I think they're called like the Albus or something in this game. They're the brown one of the brown characters, but their big thing is they start with um, extra navigation technology so they can move further, which is nice for colonizing. And then the big thing is once they unlock their big fortress, they can spend an action to swap the position of their fortress oh, on one yeah. of their lines. So that you to me and that evokes fortress. like the portals of, of the Protoss. So I, that's what I call them that. Wait, what but are Protoss though? That, that's, they're a race from StarCraft, which is a video game. Which StarCraft was turned into a board game, which was then basically turned into Forbidden Stars. See, it all comes yes, back. Yes, there we go. It's all one circle. Uh, but then the second game, uh, the more recent game, I played the white race, like the Nevlos or something like that. And this is where I yes, really think that there's a, I'm like, this is the difference, I think, between Terra Mystica and this game is I think like the Nevlos, they're, the, they're one of the technology races. Their whole thing is get more technology. But in Terra Mystica, where you could just hear like, giants and you know oh like they're probably going to be about smashing mm-hmm. things in this game when you hear nevlos you're just like what the heck is that uh, yeah but then once i got into the power they have really interesting power where they can spend power from their power bowl to their gaia area to move up on the uh, research track mm-hmm. so that they can actually gain technology that way and then once they build their fortress then all of their power if they spend it on on actions on the board they get double power. Well, so, you know, it sounds like this game maybe could have benefited from naming their races a little better because sometimes yes. yeah, something simple like naming, naming a race can inform its power. Like instead of being mm-hmm. something generic like the Nevlos, they could have been like the TRX something another. Something that's like mechanical mm-hmm. sounding, yeah, right? I think, or the the Mech Miners or something like that. Like it's definitely a challenge. Thing. I think once you see them and you sort of like get a feel for them, then you're like, oh, now I understand. But it definitely takes maybe a game or two of seeing. Uh, you know, our, our our friend John was playing uh, this race that was really interesting, the Artars or something like that. But they're basically like their thing is they have one big federation that like connects to each other. So they want to connect all their planets and they can build these special space stations yeah. that sort of expand their empire. So very different powers, I feel like. I'm excited to try some of these other ones that I've seen. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Cool. I think, it was, I think it's I think it's a good game. Um I uh, and when I did buy Terra Mystica, the app after this to sort of like sharpen my Terra Mystica <laughs> slash Gaia project skills, I will say opening up the app, I was like, oh, I wish we were in space. <laughs> you know, like I felt sad. I was like, I want to, I want to, I want I wish this were Gaia project instead. Well, with that, how about we get everybody's sort of final thoughts and recommendations about this game? Let's start with Kevin. Um, I don't own Terra Mystica, so actually Gaia Project is a great addition to my collection because I do feel like it's probably a little stronger just because I do like a lot of the changes. And while I'm a big fantasy guy um, and the space looks a little generic to me, I like the board change. I do like how clear some of the, the planets is planets you know are shown and i like the technology tree so it just has a lot more pluses for it and so i don't know that i would need terra mystica and gaia project but gaia project mm-hmm. is where i would lean larry yeah i would um agree with kevin i i have obviously terra mystica in my collection i love it uh i think it's going to start to collect a lot of dust because i think gaia project is probably going to get played more than terra mystica is so Terra Mystica is going into the back of the closet, and um, it's almost as if it's been terraformed into a new game. Yeah, that, that is a good analogy. Wow. Man. No, use the shovel. How thematic? A spade. Yeah. Oh, it may be thematic. <laughs> it may kidding. be thematic, but it's not immersive. Oh, 
Um, you, ben? So, you know, given that I like Terra Mystica, I don't love it. Um, and given that when I played Gaia Project, it was a weird playthrough because mm-hmm. Kevin had food poisoning and was like... <laughs> He was basically like sick and tired and cranky in the corner, and, and Larry was getting Larry was getting also cranky because we were taking a long time, and he felt bad for Kevin. So Larry was like, "Okay, that's your turn. Okay, next." So given that there was like a vibe of like weirdness at the table, Kevin didn't want to go home either. He was like, "Oh, no, was yeah, kind of like feel better." And then halfway through, he kind of like had a spurt of energy. Yeah, where he Kevin, had felt mo- better, Kevin had a moment. Kevin had he and like then he crashed again. Yeah, he sort of like came to life briefly. Like... It was like Audrey too after after he just had like a fresh human. In, but then like was wilting again more blood yes um <laughs> so the point was uh there was a weird vibe at the table that night it was not like our normal playthroughs <laughs> and it's the sort of vibe that would make me be like oh i don't know if i like that game but despite the weirdness at the table like i actually really enjoyed myself i was like that was a really fun time um would i buy it i don't as of right now, I would not buy it just because I'm not sure I love the Terra Mystica foundations enough to buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'd rather play one of your guys' copies. But I keep I keep the door open. You know, Zulkin was a game when I first played Zulkin. I was like, that was really fun. I don't think I'd buy it. And now I'm the proud owner of Zulkin. So I could, I could see myself growing to want to have the Gaia Project. But as of right now, no. But, uh, but it's, I still think it's a very solid, fun game. Matt? Cool. So I probably you could all tell that I love this game. Uh, I actually it was a little bit awkward playing it that first time. It seemed like there was a weird energy going on. Um, I still liked it. Food poisoned energy. Uh, (laughs) So I had a great time with it the first time, but I really wanted to play it a second time. Uh, After having played it again, I just I love it. I think it streamlines Terra Mystica in so many ways, and you know I love Terra Mystica already. Uh, it streamlines it in so many ways. I feel like it's more thematic and immersive. Uh, I really want to try all the different characters, the alien characters, because yeah. uh, I've seen some of their abilities in action. You know, the Terrans with their Gaia forming, and the one that John played that gets the single Federation. Mm-hmm. They all seem to play very differently. And I, you know, even between my two plays, the first time I got almost no technology, and I was just expanding. The second time I was all technology. So yeah. I'm really excited to try the different characters, and also to play around with different map types and, and yeah. see how it goes. Uh, so I really am excited to play this more. Uh, I love that larry has a copy because then i can play with him all the time uh i definitely want to get this i don't know when i will because it's sort of an expensive game and as you all know i don't add a lot to my collection uh but he's starting to go fund me basically that's yeah. what he's saying if anyone wants to donate we need 89 people to donate a dollar to matt and he can get his own copy uh so i definitely would like to get it at some point uh and i definitely would recommend people try it out and play it and see uh if they like the guy project especially if you like terra mystica already definitely play the Gaia project i think you'll really like uh the contrasts although i would would let people know that don't expect it to be exactly the same as yep. terra mystica it's and not. that's actually something that i think our first game part of the weirdness was yeah. we all came in sort of expecting to play it like terra mystica well, and that's the reason why we try to play games a couple times before we kind of mm-hmm. reach a final decision on it or kind of our or do a review on it because we want to make sure that you know one we don't have kind of a bad experience where someone's not Mm -hmm. feeling well or just not quite getting the game we want to make sure that we really understand what the game is and don't go Mm -hmm. in with a preconceived notion that's not quite right and so well let's play it again now understanding how the game works i think it's hard to give a solid review on something when you've Mm -hmm. only played it maybe once you know you don't really feel the game out don't know the game i think people can play things once and have a totally different 
experience a second or third time. Yeah. Although to be fair, if you play a game once and and you don't like it, like if you play a game once and you love it, it's usually a pretty good indication. Although you can play a game once and love it, and then after like three plays, it's like, eh. If you play a game once and you really hate it, it's it's sort of hard to come back from that. Yeah. Even, yeah. It's a bad impression is a bad impression. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think you can tell sometimes with games. I feel like if you love it the first time, the big question that I have is just, is there going to be replayability? Yeah. And I feel like, like with Gaia Project, them. that's going to be huge. There's 14 different alien races to play. The boards totally swap up different times. And the play styles of the different characters seem really different. So that's where I'm like, I think I'm going to like this game playing it over and over again. Yeah. So... Largely a very positive review from everyone, right? Everyone yeah, liked it a I lot. I mean, definitely from me. Definitely from Matt, which is all that matters. <laughs> Can't spell matters without Matt. <laughs> so let's move on to our short topic for the day, which is actually going to be a game. Uh, so we are going to be playing a game of Super Password. Uh, so for people who are familiar with Password or Super Password, or for those who are not familiar, uh, here's how it's going to work. Uh, Larry and I are each going to be the team captains. Uh, we have picked three games uh, that Ben and Kevin are trying to guess. But deduction. in order to guess, so this is a deduction, uh, in order to guess the games, we are going to be getting them to guess clues first. So there are five clues for each game. Uh, and to get them to guess each clue, we are going to be giving them a password. A one-word password to it's see a, if they can kind it's of... It's a one-word password. Guess what so the word for is. instance, yes. if the game was Gaia Project, then and let's say the first clue was space, uh, I might give stars as a clue. Yes. And then Ben, who's on my team, would then guess, and he might say space, in which case we got that clue right. And if he gets a clue right, then he gets to try to guess what the game is. And he might guess pulsar but mm. that wouldn't be right. It and would so not be right. And so then we move on to the next clue. And so there are five clues, yeah. space, and then you know each clue as you go down the list is going to get a little bit more and more specific, right? Uh, and so hopefully by the end, Ben or I Kevin think, can get it. I think we'll uh, see. I think, th- uh, yeah. And the nice thing is, is you folks can see how much smarter you are than both. Uh, so yeah, you guys I mean, can just play. I'll play the role of play Betty White. Caveat here, I do much better when I'm teamed up with Betty White. I just made a Betty White joke. Oh. I talked over you. I talked over your you Betty White joke be, with my Betty White joke. Your Betty White joke. We can all, play, we can all make Betty White no. jokes, you guys. Uh, so wait, uh, is she the password? Did I get it? Betty White. Did the I game. Win? That's oh my so god! Bad. Golden Girl Golden Clue. Golden Girl Clue. Uh, there you go. <laughs> all right. First one. Done. All right. Let's start so, with the second one. Then. Who, who are you guys? Okay. What are the teams? Well, we flipped a coin before, so Matt's team will go first. Okay. okay. And what's your? Uh, who is your on your team? So uh, I'm giving a clue then. Yes. To and, get, get to get Ben to guess. Oh, I'm the on first. Okay. Yeah. Right. So here we go. You have so to say the you have, first. Did we get it all wrong? The password the is. The password is. Oh, oh no! Sorry. Yes. He can't say that. Yes. Someone. Okay. Say the password. No. 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 No one knows. Listening at home, the say to is. yourself, the password is, and then um, wait for it. <laughs> and then just pretend to, like you know what the actual password pretend is. Pretend like we've told you. Um, <laughs> I would put it in the show notes, but that would be spoilers. So yeah, I'm not exactly. going to do that either. Just look that up. So your job as the listeners is see if you can get it. Just uh, sit back and enjoy and the show. That's so, what we said, uh, listeners. The first, my first clue to you is going to be freezing, Arctic. All right. That is not correct. That is not the password. Hot? Climate. That is not the password. Okay. Uh, my next clue to you, Ben, is going to be chilly. Temperature. That is not correct. Wow. <gasps> Have you guys played password before? Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's a, maybe it's the fault <laughs> of a clue giver. I'm with you, Ben. I'm right. on the same page. And by now the way, you're not allowed to say the, the next word. Is you just say one word. That's a classic password style. Okay. Anyway, sorry. I know. No B rating the, the yeah, players. I think that's Kevin true. and I are going to okay. join forces here. <laughs> 
Freezing. Um, uh, think of everything. Weather? Whoa, oh whoa, my you God. can't give multiple words. Okay, okay, Matt. Also, no inflections here. Oh, no. Inflections are totally fine. Inflections are allowed. I don't remember what the first I don't remember what the first answers were at this point that we've already said. Anyway, go on. Okay. Uh, this is terrible. We're going to have to just... Like, I can't believe it's taking them this long. Well, that's um, okay. You just give better clues, maybe. <laughs> uh, sneezing. Cold. Yes! yes! There we go! <laughs> well, because you said something like hot. You're the next thing It's the opposite. Hot, hot, cold. But you didn't say... Well, no, no, no. Like, here's the thing. He when you said... Okay, when you I, said freezing, my thought was either arctic certain. or cold. So I said arctic. And then you said... Then you said like boiling or hot, whatever it was. Boiling. Whatever so for you future said, reference, so then I was to like, me, Ben. Don't so then to I was like, Whoa. his clues are bad. So we're talking about this weather. This evolved no, already. We're talking about anyway. So since you got the clue What's right, your game guess? you get to guess the name of the game. Okay, so, so the clue is cold. K two. That is not correct. Ooh. You get to go with the next one. Oh, we get to go with the next one. Okay, all right. This is a good guess, Ben. The next. Thank you. Pa- the next clue is going to be. Waypoint. Map. That is not the correct answer. Intersection. Crossroads? Yes. That's correct. That is so correct. So now the clues are cold and crossroads. I'm going to go with dead of winter. Yes! Oh. All right. So they've got one point. Yeah. Waypoint. Wait, what? Waypoint. Uh, intersection was a much better clue. I'm sorry. I was on the spot. <laughs> Besides, I thought maybe something out there would be better. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go to the next game. All right. And uh, the first clue is polyhedral. Hexagon. Okay. That is not the clue. The I next clue for, for you is roll. Player. Tumbling. Oh, yeah. Dice. <laughs> I just realized. Yeah, as I realized soon as I said it, player. Polyhedral's poly- roll. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think maybe if you, yeah, tumbling would have been so a good wait, one. It's true. So dice is... Dice is, is the, the clue. Word. Dice is the is the first clue. I feel that very I can powerless yes. right now. Guess. I will guess. Oh my goodness! There's so many that it could be. Las, Las Vegas. No. Oh. Good guess though. Good guess. But no. Dice. And you guys get to go first for the next clue. Medical profession. The next clue is scientist. Doctor. That's not correct. <laughs> <laughs> Office. Occupation. No. <laughs> okay. The next clue is equipment. Um, I know what it is. <laughs> That's the best part of password is when you suddenly realize what it is. Thermometer. I think I know. Research supplies. No. Oh. Uh, <laughs> office supplies. Medical supplies. Oh my gosh! Supplies. I'm bad at this. Okay. Yeah, um, come on! I was so right. You guys. And you remember my previous clues to you? Uh, I believe the previous clues. You remember Matt's were... clues? Listen to those. Okay. <laughs> yes. You do remember them. Okay, good. I it was like medical and, well, and whatever. No. No. Close so enough. No. Nope. All right. So then my clue again is science. Medicine? What? No. <laughs> Room. Um, classroom. No, you couldn't be able to say room in it. Uh, whatever. But I said it. Class. Nope. Okay. It's going to be uh, experiment. Uh, let's see. I again think I know what it is, Fine. but I know I'm wrong. Uh, <laughs> dog. That did not help where I thought I was. I'm going in a totally different direction. Um, yep. Dog. Connect the dots. Um, what fits oh. for both clues? 
Jeez. Well, then I want to say. See, now I'm stuck with wanting to Office. say what I wanted to say. I don't just even say remember what you what wanted the, to say. What I wanted to anymore. say, which is not right. Laboratory. Yes. yes. Oh, it is. Lab. <laughs> Office laboratory. Lab. Dog laboratory. Wait a, a second. Clue. What was okay. your first what scientist? Was, I was trying to think oh. of the space that they're in. When you did room, I, I got it for room, room and science. And I gave science and I gave experiments. So sorry, I got messed up by his again. I got messed up by Larry's room. Don't listen to Larry's terrible office clue. Okay, I'm not going to listen to Larry's clues anymore. Let's just be clear who's winning. That Kevin gets to guess now okay laboratory pandemic no good guess good guess but no oh, they don't have that. a lot of time. now you guys get to do the next one damn it that wasn't good this is a hard this one this is a really hard one to um, give things for um um table um dining splay innovation no just a reminder these are not going to be the names of the games i know but what else would i think of splay with cards spread Darn, that was a good one. Come on. That was not it? Um, no. No, it was not. Oh, my gosh. Building. Tableau? Yes! yes. Oh, my goodness. I'm back. All right. And now you get to guess. So the clues we have so far are dice, lab, and tableau. Dice, lab, and tableau. Oh, I don't know. The only game I can think of, because I can only connect dice and tableau, and I have no idea how lab would fit in, would be Rogers of the Ganges. No. It is not Rogers of the Ganges. <laughs> All right. But now I get to give a clue for the next one. Dice yes. Lab. Okay. My clue is Rascals. Hooligans. That's yes, correct. That is correct. Now, would you like to make a Hooligans. guess? Dice, Lab, Tableau, Tableau. Don't and even Hooligans. Giant. Just guess. Dinosaur Island. That's right. Yes. <laughs> Which we will be reviewing in our next episode. Wow. So we're doing two, two games back to back at the same designer. Yeah, uh, apparently. Dead of Winter and you know, maybe there's a theme. Dinosaurs and they both start maybe with D. Maybe there's not. And so now it's a tie. We have a tie breaker. We have around. a tie. We are the good one. news is, is we have one final. Uh, Larry and Kevin have you. one. Me and Ben have one. <coughs> now it's the final you one. Did a, you did a great job I at give, the end. Do there. I get the first clue? You give the first clue. Okay, the first clue. Oh my gosh, <laughs> uh, the first clue is Ace. Poker. That is not Kevin. No. Poker. Chips playing shark. No, <laughs> remember. No. Po- oh, poker was his clue. Listen to my clues. No, I was Doyle. Ace. Doyle. What? Doyle. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, just ignore it if you don't understand. <laughs> cards. Yeah, that's right. Oh. Isn't it the brand Doyle? Also, cards? I just oh, bicycle. Bicycle. That's a good oh one. my god. Yeah. Okay, so cards. What's your guess? Oh, great. Yeah, because that's easy. Oh. Um, uh, card game. Um, uh, Glory to Rome. No. No. Invisible. Uh, missing. Secret. Um, I'm very tempted to say a game that ends with, that starts with that. I know. Um, I know this now. Hidden. That's correct. That's, like, that's what so the clues are cards and hidden. Now your guess. Cards and hidden... Um, hidden cards. Not alone. No. Good guess, Good but guess. no. Thank you. Thank you for also the encouragement. Thank you for the encouragement, right. everyone. I want to just thank the podcast community for <laughs> supporting my the guess. Next clue. Are you ready? For Kevin this knows it. That's what I hate. This I think guess. I know it. Know it. Um, celebration. Hmm, Victory. Know. No. Birthday party. That's yes. right. Yeah. So we secret have- Hitler. No. no. What? They have party like it's parties and secrets. I know. Come I on, they you off. I'd be too easy. That's so fit. cards, hidden, okay. and party. And okay. that was the next so clue. Good. Here's no, the next I one. I refuse to cards play more hidden secret and party. 
places. Locations. Yes. That's correct. Okay, wait. So Cards, now... hidden, party, and locations. Party is what's throwing me off because I'm thinking of party like one thing. So party, locations. So it's somewhere you go that's hidden. Hidden cards. Yeah. I'm trying to think of hidden cards. Did you go with the location? <clears throat> dun, dun, um, dun, dun, dun. Uh, resistance. No. no. And the final clue. I got it. I know what it is, though. Well, all you have to do is get this one right. <laughs> um, I really think it was Secret Hitler. I'm sorry. I just, I can't. <laughs> agent. Um, spy. Well, I know what it is. Um, detective. Investigator. What was my first clue? I don't even remember. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's I know what you. The, I think the game it is. So now I, I think I know what the his, game is also. His clue was detective. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to say secret. Um, and I said, fine. You said investigator, right? Was that what, well, you're not going to confirm. For I don't me. know what I said. Um, I can't it's, remember. It's a, um, they're, they're like not the person. So <laughs> they are, um, undercover. Yes. Oh, and you it's, guess. it's that game. I hate Spyfall. Yes. yes! yes! Oh! Yeah! Actually, you know what it was? I thought it was going to be Mysterium. So it's good. Oh, good. Oh, then I finally got to it. Oh, that is a good guess, though. But undercover, yeah, the party wouldn't. I well, think, undercover fit with was Mysterium. undercover would have. Oh my goodness! It. All right, so the score of two to one. Wow. Larry and Kevin have won our game. Congratulations. Good password. I know all you listening at home got these things much sooner than oh, these fools don't did. Don't even. Because... Secret Hitler is a wonderful guest for that last no one. because we already <laughs> had a Secret <laughs> Hitler moment. To be fair, Larry and I did ahead of time choose. Choose like clues that would intentionally throw you guys off for some of the earlier True. ones. That's the horrible. early couple You're ones. Horrible. We, well, we to be thought hard. by locations that you guys would get it. Yeah, but undercover then seems locations. I thought not alone was a really good the, guess. I'm just going to congratulate myself. The good news is is that there was none of these that you guys could not get after the fifth clue, which because we don't happy. know what we would have done then. Uh, <laughs> then at that point you give up. Uh, <laughs> no, then I think if you didn't get the, if you didn't get Spyfall, then I think it comes. You would over get a here. chance to get it. That's yeah. true. You would get a chance to get. But I am sad that it took us like five clues to get some of the early uh, uh, basic all clues. Of them. Well, Listen, we can't all be for that very early. Anyway, well... Uh, that was why I spent myself after that. For, <laughs> for, for you folks listening at home, I hope this was fun. I was hope, hope it was something that you guys could play along with. We tried this. I mean... Let us know what you think. Let us know if you enjoyed it. If you'd like to see this again, we can pull out some more fun games and more fun moments like this. Uh, and tell them where they can reach us at. Oh my goodness. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at... Well, on Twitter and Instagram at the game agenda and Facebook, I believe, is facebook.com slash the game agenda. That is correct. Uh, or just type in on Google the game agenda, and guess what? You'll see all four of our faces in little hexagons that have a rainbow color. Well, the hexagons make the rainbow. Isn't that so exciting? Yes. Yes. And our find podcast us. is every week, so make sure to tune in on SoundCloud or iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, subscribe. Don't just tune in. Subscribe and tell your like, friends. Comment. Tell us what you thought of Super Password. Leave and a rating, preferably a five star review but try and stump us on the next games (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) yeah Uh, all right so that's all for today i'm matt i'm kevin i'm larry i'm ben and this was the game agenda Bye. bye